Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6 this morning for a message titled, The Dozen. There was a missionary who came and visited a church. I heard a pastor talking about this one time. He was addressing this church, and he was basically a missions board guy trying to get people to go onto the mission field. He said, you know what the number one enemy to missions in the world is today? He said, well-meaning parents who are afraid for their son or daughter to go on the mission field, and they tell them, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. I get that because I have kids and I'm like, oh, yeah, remember what happened to Jim Elliott? No, you're not going to Ecuador, you know. But at the end of the day, even as parents, that's a step of faith for us to say, okay, you know what? My, my son, my daughter is called to the mission field. Okay, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you. And, and you know what? At the end of the day, you know, you step back and you kind of look at it all. You're like, okay, are they going to regret that they gave their life on the mission field in eternity? Are they going to regret that they didn't build the big empire and, and retire with millions of dollars in the bank and then die? Yeah, they might regret if they did that. You know, what is life really about? And so these guys, Simon Peter, always listed first. Peter was the leader. Jesus would appoint him. He's probably the oldest. That's why we assume he's the oldest. But always listed first. And he's the apostle who we know who had the foot-shaped mouth. Peter was always sticking his foot in his mouth. And I love Peter for this because, man, when I say stupid things, I just think, you know what? If Jesus can call Peter and use Peter. But he was surnamed and nicknamed Peter. The Rock is what that means. I guess he looked like the Rock Johnson, like Dwayne Johnson. I don't know, probably not. But he would be a guy who would be very unstable in a lot of ways. You know, one minute, you're the Christ, the Son, the living God. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but the Father in heaven, and the next minute, get behind me, Satan. You know, he'd be walking on water one second and then sinking the next. You know, I mean, Peter was just kind of that guy. He was radical, and I love that about Peter. He wasn't afraid to take chances. He wasn't afraid to raise his hand and answer the stupid question. You know, he was, he was the one who would do it. But then on the day of Pentecost, he became that rock. According to church history, he spent a year in the Mamertine prison in Rome. It's basically a hole in the floor inside this prison. They drop the prisoner down into the hole and they would sit there in their own feces and urine. He spent a year there in a pool of his own waste. Finally crucified upside down because he refused to be crucified the same way as his Lord didn't feel worthy. So they crucified him upside down after watching his wife be crucified. And that's what they would do. They would crucify your family. They'd throw your kids to the lions or crucify your kids first, and then they would crucify you later, try to get you to deny Christ. But Peter, in spite of this, confessed Jesus' resurrection until his death, and he believed that Jesus was worth living for and worth dying for. Andrew, his brother, Simon's brother, he was a guy who was always bringing people to Jesus. He brought Peter to Jesus. He brought the little boy with the five loaves and two fishes to Jesus. He was always bringing people to Jesus. He went north 
to the Scythians, the, the current day Russians, and he shared the gospel with them and brought the gospel to them, but eventually he was crucified on an olive tree in Greece. He died believing Jesus was worth living for and worth dying for. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, also known as Bonerges or the sons of thunder. These are the guys that wanted to be on Jesus' right hand and Jesus' left hand. Sons of thunder just reminds me of a wrestling team. You know, they're with the rock, you know, the sons of thunder and the rock. It's funny. But these guys wanted to be on Jesus' right hand and his left hand. And they sent their mommy to ask for this position from Jesus. Remember that? The other disciples were really angry about it. They're like, you know, hey, can my sons be on your right and your left? They didn't realize. They thought they were going to be the prime minister and secretary of state. In reality, they were asking to be crucified on his right and his left, you know, honestly. James and John asked Jesus if he wanted them to send fire down from heaven on the city of Samaria. This is when he called them the sons of thunder. He says, you don't know what spirit you're of. James would be the first apostle to be martyred in the church. Of course, Stephen was the first martyr of the church, but James would be the first apostle to be martyred right after Stephen's death. Herod Agrippa I would come against the church and kill James, cutting his head off. John was the only apostle who wasn't killed by martyrdom. Domitian, the emperor Domitian, actually boiled him, had him boiled in oil, but John didn't die. Now, we don't know if he was miraculously preserved or if he was burnt. We don't know. doesn't really tell us. But when he didn't die, he exiled him to Patmos, where John received the revelation of Jesus Christ and wrote the book of Revelation. John was very old when he died. He, he died of natural causes or of old age in his 90s in Ephesus. The tradition tells us that they would carry him to the podium of the church and that he would be propped up there where he would give his message and his entire message as he had come from church to church, was simply, beloved, love one another. And that's all he would say. The importance of love. He was the apostle of love, the, the disciple that Jesus loved. And neither James or John denied Christ in the face of persecution or even death. And they believed that Jesus was worth living for and worth dying for. Philip, and not to be confused with Philip the evangelist in the book of Acts, but Philip the apostle, he was the one who said to Jesus, Jesus, show us the Father, and it will suffice us. And, of course, Jesus said to him, Philip, have I been with you so long you've not known me? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. How do you say to me, show me the Father? Philip went to preach in Phrygia and was crucified upside down in Hierapolis. He held to the resurrection of Jesus Christ all the way to the end and believed that Jesus was worth living for and worth dying for. Bartholomew, also known as Nathaniel, went to India and preached the gospel. Not much is said about Nathaniel or, or Bartholomew in the, in the gospels, but he went to India to preach the gospel and he was filleted alive, his skinned alive, and crucified there, not having denied Jesus, believing Jesus was worth living for and worth dying for. Matthew, also known as Levi, was a tax collector and an enemy of his countrymen. Being a tax collector, he was a corroborator with, with Rome. When he began to follow, when he began to follow Jesus, he was he was this traitor, but he would go on to write the gospel according to Matthew, and then he would be beheaded in Nandavar. He died having not denied Christ, believing Jesus was worth living for, and worth dying for. Thomas, affectionately known as Doubting Thomas, we that's what we call him, because he was the one who said, I'm not going to believe that Jesus is resurrected until I can stick my finger in his, the nail prints in his hands and my hand in his side. 
But then upon seeing Jesus, and Jesus is offering, okay, here you go, put your, put your finger. He's like falling down on his face. He didn't even have to do that anymore. He's fell on his face and he said, my Lord and my God, and he worshiped him. He's the only one of the apostles who did that. Thomas sealed his testimonies. He was thrust through with pine spears, tormented with red hot plates, and burned alive, not, not denying Christ. Let's see, did, did I say where he went? Okay, I guess it doesn't tell us where he went. But he didn't deny, he lived for Jesus. He believed Jesus was worth living for and worth dying for. And James, the son of Alphaeus, it may be actually James, the, uh, excuse me, or James, the son of Alphaeus, or James the Lesser. Yeah, we don't know if he was younger than the other James or shorter than the other James, because it could mean either. And so that's what they call him, James the, the Lesser. He was taken to the top of the temple and thrown off, and his head was smashed by a fuller's club. He didn't deny Christ in the face of persecution, and he believed that Jesus was worth living for and worth dying for. Simon called the Zealot, or Simon the Canaanite. In, in Mark, he calls him Simon the Canaanite. The Canaanite term was in regards to his not his nationality, but rather his passion for the land of Canaan. And they, they were called that by Rome because of their, their zealous passion for the land of Israel. But they were also known as daggermen. They'd go into a crowd filled with people, and they go up to a Roman soldier and they'd stab them with a knife and then put that back in their cloak and they'd, you know, run out of the crowd, you know, un- undetected. And so that's what they did. These zealots were against Rome. Jesus would call him to follow him. And Matthew, a, cl- a corroborator, or Matthew, the tax collector, along with him. This would be like having Joe Biden and Donald Trump on the same team. <laughs> not so good. You know, these guys probably did not like each other before Jesus. But Simon became zealous for Jesus and went on his missionary journey to Egypt. In Egypt, uh, Cyrene, Manchuria, Britain, Libya, and Persia. So the guy was zealous in his missionary journeys too, not just in, in his zealousness for the land of Canaan. And he was, he never denied Christ. He, he was, he died by crucifixion in in Syria, by the governor of Syria. And he never denied Christ. He believed Jesus was worth living for and worth dying for. And Judas, uh, the son of James, possibly Judas, the brother of James. There's a a question about that. And he's also known as Thaddeus. And it's reasonable that he didn't want to go by Judas. So he went by Thaddeus for obvious reasons. And, And he went to Mesopotamia to preach Christ among pagan priests and was beaten to death by sticks and having not denied Christ, believed that Jesus was worth living for and worth dying for. All these guys went to their death believing that Jesus is worth dying for. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.